Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And it's a great place to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. As always, if you have a question, you can visit online at Senior Care Live, L I V E, Senior Care Live.com, or call 1 800 331 6445. All right, we have an excellent program for you here today. We'd like to introduce my friend and special guest, Mr. David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care and Melissa Baskell, volunteer services manager at Kansas City Hospice. And David and Melissa, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thank you. Good to be here today. All right. All right. This is super important. Uh, David, as you know, April the 16th is National Healthcare Decisions Day. And let's start out our conversation today by talking about the important topic of advanced care planning. And can you explain to us what Healthcare Decisions Day is and why that's so important? Absolutely, Steve. You're right. It's uh, so important. Um, Healthcare Decisions Day is meant to encourage people to plan for their future healthcare needs and make their wishes for their healthcare known. It's important for healthcare providers and family members to understand what your wishes are so that they can respect them. This is an opportunity to be proactive in considering what you would want in certain circumstances and to document and communicate that plan to your loved ones. It gives your family the peace of mind of being prepared to honor your wishes in the event that you can no longer communicate those wishes to your healthcare providers. Healthcare Decisions Day is very important to healthcare providers as we have seen what happens when people don't take the time to consider their own plan and to, and to care um, for the future and what might happen in a health crisis. 
Absolutely. I think we can all agree we don't want to be in a situation where we cannot speak for ourselves and then other people have to make those decisions for us, uh, you know, not knowing what we would want. And, and frankly, I, I have to say that puts someone having to make those decisions in a really tough spot, frankly. Absolutely. You know, we all need to be prepared in the event of a health crisis. And even those of us who are still relatively young and healthy, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, having the talk is probably easy, easier than most people think, but many of us need a little inspiration or a reminder to do it. And this is the message of National Healthcare Decisions Day, which is every April 16th. And that's easy to remember. It's the day after tax day. Right. We so. all have to do it. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, what are some of the things that people should consider? You know, there's a lot to consider from how much information the doctor should share with family uh, to which family members or friends will be the primary decision maker. You know, thinking through things before a medical crisis will help you make decisions based on what you value most without the influence of stress and fear. Communicating your preference empowers you to have a voice in your care. Planning for future healthcare choices doesn't have to be complicated. You can start with a, a family conversation or a friend conversation around the dinner table. You know, sharing those choices through conversation, I think, is really an important first step. And then, of course, planning your final days is never easy. But in the long run, the conversations will be a gift to those that you love. It will give them confidence to act knowingly on your behalf and provide the comfort of knowing that your wishes will be honored. Studies show that when there is a meaningful conversation about end-of-life choices, that survivors report feeling less guilt and less depression and having an easier process with grieving. You know, that makes sense because you're honoring their wishes. So you, there's a sense of pride there saying, hey, I, I did right by them. Why? I spoke for them on their behalf and uh, I helped honor their their absolute wishes. And that takes all the pressure off. That. I mean, it's still going to be hard, but it takes the pressure off that person. 100%. It's just a huge gift. I know from personal experience, just seeing it in their handwriting helps you and helps you just move forward and execute the plan when you're in a difficult moment. Absolutely. So it can make a real difference to the entire family in addition to the patient, of course. And that's just so important. Can you offer some tips for people who haven't yet gone through this process or had that difficult conversation with their loved ones? Of course. There's a great resource called The Conversation Project, and their goal is to help families overcome the communication barrier with the mission to have everyone's end-of-life care wishes expressed and their values respected. There's a link to more information about this campaign on our website, which is kchospice.org forward slash planning. But in short, the three important steps that you should take to ensure your future care preferences are known, and these are the three Ds. Decide, discuss, and document. Okay, decide, discuss, and document. That, that's easy to remember. So uh, what are some of the questions people should consider? Again, Steve, on the website, <clears throat> kchospice.org forward slash planning, we have some great resources to help people consider what's most important and communicate their decisions to families. You know, it's about you and your personal beliefs and your preferences and what you believe will give you the most comfort and peace of, peace of mind in your last days. This can include things like 
How involved do you want to be in understanding your condition and your treatment? Do you want to know the basics or do you want to know the details and play an active role in managing the disease? Do you prefer to rely on your doctors to do what they think is best? Or do you want to have a say in every decision? If you have a terminal illness, do you want to know how quickly it's progressing? Do you want to know your doctor's best estimate for how long you have to live? You might also want to consider how long you want to receive medical care. Do you want to try every possible option, regardless of the discomfort or potential for cure? Or is quality of life more important to you? Do you want to spend your last days in a hospital? Would you prefer to be at home with support or somewhere in between, like at Kansas City Hospice House or North Care Hospice House? See, so if if there's someone listening and they're they're kind of terrified <laughs> sure. with, with all of this because I mean it's a it's a huge discussion. All of those are just fantastic uh, uh, points uh, to consider. Uh, so uh, those are some just uh, again they're just super important to consider. So what would come next? You know, according to the Conversation Project, more than ninety percent of people think it's important to have these conversations about end of life care with their loved ones. Yet less than thirty percent have actually done so. Mm. So planning for accidents or sudden illness may feel awkward, but conversations with family members today can ensure your care preferences are honored and that your caregivers don't have to guess what you want. You know, it's simpler than you think to get started, and and I'll just give you a few tips. Okay. Um, first, you know, choose an advocate. This is uh, somebody that who knows you well is calm in a crisis, understands your decision, and is not afraid to ask questions and will advocate on your behalf. Talk with your advocate and doctor about your future care preferences. Let them know what's most important to you in life. You know, activities and abilities that make life worth living, things that that give you comfort when you're sick. Um, When, if ever, should your advocate decide that it's time to let go? And... Um, who should be included in that decision. So write it down, formalize the decisions by putting them in writing, go to kchospice.org forward slash planning and find the resources to help you with this conversation. Then a really important step, give copies of your plan to your advocate, to family members and your friends and doctors and and, and review it with them. I think that's an important, important thing to do. And then update and review the plan whenever your preferences or situations change and have the document placed in your medical record and at a minimum on April 16th every every year on uh, National Healthcare Decisions Day, you know, just review the plan and make sure it's what you want. So, you know, I've seen firsthand the sense of peace, calm and satisfaction that families experience knowing their loved one's wishes are granted. Don't make people guess what you want. You want to make your future care preferences known. It's such such great information. It's so important. And we were uh, having a chat off mic before the program, and a lot of people think this is for you know when you're getting older, but you made a very good point. Once you turn 18, mm-hmm. you need to have this in place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're an adult at that point, and um, you know, kids go away to college, that kind of thing. So. You know, this is a really important thing that you're in control if something were to happen and you live out of state or whatever's going on. It's important to uh, make sure you have that buttoned up. 
Absolutely. And my uh, late friend, uh, the incredible Mr. Bill Hammond, I, I always mm-hmm. remember his story. One of his daughters, uh, she was at Notre Dame, and long story short, she had an accident. She ended up in the hospital with a serious injury. They were able to communicate with the hospital, uh, electronically send their POA and all of this information mm-hmm. to them because they didn't know how serious it was serious they didn't know how serious they covered all their bases in the hospital they said we're kind of blown away because no one has this on an 18 year old kid right and she was in college that's straight to your point so important all right for more information visit kchospice.org and you could also give a call at 816-363-2600 we're going to have a whole lot more coming up next but first the Senior Care Live question of the week. An advanced care plan is meant to be kept private and shared only when it's needed during a health care crisis. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Odyssey, and that's A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. An advanced care plan is meant to be kept private and shared only when it's needed during a healthcare crisis. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. The answer is false. And David, why is that false? The purpose of an advanced care plan is to make your healthcare wishes known early on to ensure your loved ones know your wishes and can honor your preferences. An advanced care plan should be completed early and shared with your advocate, doctor, and family members so they have the information they need such that a sudden illness or accident occurs. They know what to do. Okay, absolutely. I am visiting with David Wiley and Melissa Baskal with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And for more information on this critically important topic, just visit kchospice.org forward slash Planning, And if you want to just go to kchospice.org, I mean, there is a wealth of information, so helpful, but uh, forward slash planning will get you to exactly what we're talking about uh, here today. And uh, David, you gave us a lot of fantastic information before the break about the importance of Healthcare Decisions Day and how people can get started with the conversation. It's all about communications, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, And that, you know, that important conversation about advanced care planning with their loved ones. And I just want to remind uh, everyone again just visit kchospice.org forward slash planning for more information and find some great tips about how to get all of that starting including 
that conversation that will kind of open the door to everything. Uh, so let's go ahead and shift shift gears and welcome Melissa Baskell, and again, a Kansas City Hospice Volunteer Services Manager, uh, to talk about volunteers and the role that they play in hospice. And April is National Volunteer Month, so it's a great time to remind people about the important role volunteers play in our community as a whole and in particular, what a difference they make to the work at Kansas City Hospice. So, uh, Melissa, uh, again, thanks for being here today. And I look forward to uh, hearing what you have to say about this important subject. Absolutely. So um, we're taking the time to recognize volunteers because we truly could not do this work without him, without them. Um, it's helpful to know that we appreciate and depend on hospice volunteers, but Medicare actually requires that volunteers provide 5% of hospice patient care hours. And although this requirement has been waived throughout the pandemic, Kansas City Hospice volunteers still provided 8.87% of patient care hours in 2021, which is is really incredible. Wow. Um, our volunteers take on a variety of roles in hospice, and many work directly with the patients and their families, providing them care, comfort, and support. So that's if I'm doing some quick math here, that's almost eighty percent exceeding the Medicare requirement. Which uh, you know I, that I, that's a big deal. I, I think that's fantastic. So um, uh, in I know in 2020 uh, there were restrictions on volunteers. Obviously, we were shut down and the world was a mess, uh, and and that was uh, uh, restricted volunteers uh, during the the pandemic and in that whole season uh, in order to keep everyone safe. Which obviously that was reasonable. Uh, what have volunteers been able to do over this past year in 21? Well, yes, in order to keep everyone safe during the pandemic, we did have to limit visitors in our hospice houses and the long-term care facilities in which we work. And unfortunately, this also included volunteers. In 2021, hospice volunteers were able to safely resume many traditional hospice volunteer activities. In 2021, more than 300 Kansas City hospice volunteers and hundreds of community volunteers found ways to help hundreds of hospice patients and families. Volunteers provided a total of 10,792 formal programming hours in 2021, and that's a total cost savings of over $280,000 as valued for the state of Missouri by the independent sector. Wow. 300 volunteers, almost 11,000 hours. That is phenomenal. Uh, and, and can you share with us what types of things the volunteers were able to do last year? Sure. So formally trained volunteers provided respite care and companionship, pet therapy and bedside music, bereavement support, administrative support, yard work, veter veteran committee support, and, and so much more. The volunteers also continued to support many of the new volunteer activities that were born from the pandemic pivot of 2020, like making tuck-in calls to newly admitted patients, writing pen pal letters, and making supportive phone calls. In addition to formal um, hospice volunteers, we have community volunteers. And while community volunteers were still not able to serve inside our two hospice houses in 2021, they still made a big impact. They continued to make items at home for our patients and families, including message books, memory keeper envelopes, kid activity bags, and memorial, memorial hearts. Um, the, memor the majority of our community volunteer time came from dozens of area quilters, knitters, and crocheters who provided 
more than 1,100 lap quilts and afghans for hospice house patients and families. Wow. That was almost twice the number donated in 2020, if you can believe it. Wow. Um, Zoists have also made veteran heart pillows, positioning pillows, bibs, and nice hospital gowns. And in total, community volunteers contributed 49,547 total hours of their time to these activities. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? People don't volunteer like this for just any company, okay? They see the heart of Kansas City Hospice. They see the great work that's being done, and they want to be a part of it. And and they raise their hand, and they say, I want to volunteer. I can do that. I can help out. That's a very worthy thing to do with a fantastic organization. So kudos to you uh, and the rest of the team at Kansas City Hospice. Uh, That just speaks volumes to me, it does. So uh, uh, were there other creative things that came into place uh, or maybe new volunteer activities last year? So the momentous volunteer project of 2021 was definitely our COVID-19 vaccination clinics held between January and April. Kansas City Hospice hosted eight clinic days and vaccinated more than 1,500 people. 41 Kansas City Hospice volunteers served at the clinics alongside staff, board members, and about 50 community volunteers. 2021 also saw the return of floral donations at the hospice houses and continued sidewalk chalking by students and service groups. We also introduced a new hospice house service project where groups provide goodie bags with snacks and other helpful helpful items for families, along with a handmade message of support. We give these bags directly to families in their rooms, and it's been a really meaningful service activity for student groups, local businesses, and families. So... You know, when the going gets tough, we get creative, right? (laughs) (laughs) We all had to be so creative out of 2020. And even during that terrible time, I mean, some good things came out of it. And uh, and we had to shift gears a little bit. And like you said, in 2020, they weren't able to come in uh, for, for protection reasons and that sort of thing. But we got creative and we did even more than we did the year before in some of these areas. And now we're adding some new areas here. So uh, including helping with the vaccinations, that, that was really the theme of 2021, right? right? You know, everyone get the jab Absolutely. <laughs> and, and get us to herd immunity so we can get out of this nightmare fast. Yeah. So so anyway, uh, well, we're, we're coming to the end of our break. We, could you both uh, stay over just a, a little bit with us uh, to chat a little bit more in this uh, after the after the bottom of the hour here? Absolutely. Sure. I'd love to. Okay. We'll have a lot more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out the podcasts at SeniorCareLive.com and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm back with David Wiley and Melissa Baskal with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And Melissa, we were talking about volunteers uh, before the break, and there, there, you know, maybe a lot of folks listening to this program right now or to the podcast after the fact who may be interested in volunteering 
with Kansas City Hospice? And if so, how would they go about learning more about volunteering and maybe some of the opportunities that you may have? Sure. Thanks for asking, Steve. Um, yes, during the pandemic, another um, a number of volunteers left our program, and, and we're always looking for new people who want to make a difference and join our volunteer team. Those interested in learning more about volunteer opportunities with Kansas City Hospice can visit our website at www.kchospice.org forward slash volunteer. There you can complete a volunteer interest form and someone from the team will follow up with you for more information. You can also call volunteer services at 816-276-2640. Okay, kchospice.org forward slash volunteer, or you can call volunteer services at 816-276-2640. All right. So it sounds like Kansas City Hospice volunteers have continued to adapt to what families need under the changing circumstances of the pandemic. And Melissa, thanks so much for sharing the incredible work the Kansas City Hospice team of volunteers uh, was able to accomplish this past year. Uh, It's truly amazing. And frankly, it's just it's inspiring. So uh, I'm going to turn back to David and uh, visit about one more really important topic. April is also National Minority Health Month. And David, can you tell us about this and how people can get involved? Sure, Steve. I'd be happy to. National Minority Health Month is an initiative to address the health needs of African Americans, Hispanics, Asians, Native Americans, and other minorities. And its goal is to strengthen the ability of communities to improve the health and wellness of racial and ethnic minorities and reduce health disparities. This is particularly important to us at Kansas City Hospice. These populations are particularly underrepresented in healthcare across the spectrum, and this includes hospice services. This year's theme is Give Your Community a Boost, which supports the U.S. Surgeon General's recommendation on combating COVID-19 and vaccine misinformation and addressing how information or misinformation, rather, disproportionately affects minorities. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Minority Health, experiences with racism and discrimination can contribute to mistrust of the healthcare system among racial and ethnic minority groups, leading to mistrust of factual information on vaccines and boosters. This campaign encourages healthcare providers like Kansas City Hospice to help communicate the continued importance of COVID-19 vaccinations, including boosters. So for information on getting vaccinated and boosted, visit vaccines.gov. Other information about National Minority Health Month, including, importantly, minority health resources, can be found at a website called the National Minority Quality Forum or www.nm. QF.org, which is National Minority Quality Forum. Mm -hmm. One of the goals of this initiative is to empower people to take control of their health by getting informed about the health complications they may be at risk for and learning about how to prevent and address these risks early on. So I encourage people to visit the website and to learn more. Okay, that is excellent information. Thank you so much for uh, uh, sharing information on that. I mean, that that's very important as well. And 
It's interesting. I've been hearing from multiple sources here just very, very recently uh, about this this situation mm-hmm. and and some of these issues that are uh, uh, that are arising and, and this and this disparity and uh, I think it's largely uh, could be uh, helped with, with with communication from trusted sources. I agree. It's uh, very unfortunate. We have a large initiative surrounding diversity, equity, and inclusion at Kansas City Hospice, and um, I'm proud of the work that our team has done, but this is a big issue that we need to, to solve and continue to uh, educate folks on. Absolutely. All right. Mr. David Wiley, Melissa Baskell with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, David and Melissa, again, thanks so much for being here today. Fantastic information, super important information, uh, timely information. I just appreciate you and everything you do. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks, Steve. It's good to be here always. All right. And thanks again to David Wiley and Melissa Baskell, again, with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, I mean, you talk about some important topics and and subjects. I want to circle back to the National Healthcare Decisions Day, again, April the 16th. Super easy to remember that one. This is celebrated by a lot of professionals just raising awareness and kind of waving that flag of, hello, hello, this is really important. Let's get your attention on this. (laughs) So you you pay your taxes on April the 15th, and uh, then you take a breath, and then April the 16th, the next day. So it's just very, very easy to remember that. Uh, and, it's, and it's every year National Healthcare Decisions Day. And again, uh, some excellent information at kchospice.org forward slash planning, uh, conversation starters, and then, and then how, how you do all of this. I wanted to uh, go back uh, to uh, you know a, a couple of things that I just alluded to briefly. My, my late friend, Mr. Bill Hammond, my goodness, I miss him. Uh, such a dear friend, such a smart, intelligent, and wise man. Uh, but you know, we had we had talked about uh, very frequently on the show, and I had him on several times on the program over the years. And uh, he's you know he, he was an elder law attorney, uh, the best. And you know, and he would say all the time, Steve. You know, we're, we're always visiting with with older individuals and and super super important to have your power of attorney documents and all of these advanced care plans in place but uh, he was uh really really a, a a major advocate for you know when you turn 18 and you just, it's something you don't think about but his own family was in that exact situation again one of his daughters going to Notre Dame had an accident. It was a pretty good accident. They didn't know how severe it was. Of course, they were uh, panicked like all parents would be. They jumped on the first flight out uh, to go and be with her daughter, who was in the hospital. They got a call from the hospital. But uh, from Kansas City, they were able to electronically send out the power of attorney documents for health care, for finance, and these uh, advanced directives with her wishes were known. Because he was adamant, and he used to tell me, Steve, on your 18th birthday, you should be in my office or someone's office (laughs) filling out these forms and getting those things in place. You may not need them when you're 18, but what if you did? What if you do? 
And his own family kind of demonstrated that. And and he said the hospital was just shocked. They're like, wait a minute, you have all of this in place? He goes, uh, yeah, I'm an elder law attorney, <laughs> right? You're darn right, 18th birthday, boom. They're in my office signing these documents. So super, super important. And if you're 18 or older, I don't know a lot of 18-year-olds listening to this program, but there are some parents and grandparents of 18-year-old uh, year old uh, individuals. So again, it, get your documents in place, lead by example first and foremost, and then circle back to your 18 or your young people in your family and, and have that conversation. Hey, let's get this stuff nailed down. Let's get it in place. And then, as David mentioned, a great idea. Every year, April the 16th, National Healthcare Decisions Day, review your documents. Maybe your your mind has been changed on some of these things. Maybe you want to alter those documents or update them or put a person on your documents or maybe remove a person from your documents. You know, life is fluid. Things change and you might change your mind. These are living, breathing, fluid documents that could also change or may need to be changed. So have a review of these things once a year. Uh, and then for heaven's sake, don't keep these things to yourself. <laughs> that was the question of the week. Uh, share them with your attorney, with your family, with your doctor. They can scan these in or take an electronic copy and include them in your medical records. Okay? Uh, just have do, – do not keep these things to yourself. <laughs> okay, that was the whole point of the question of the week. And then I'm always reminded when we talk about these things of the Terry Schiavo case. Uh, what was that? You know, late 90s? No, maybe, maybe early 2000s. Uh, President uh, Bush was uh, in office, and uh, uh, and in the Terry Schiavo case, it was in Florida. It was a horrible, horrible uh, situation that really uh, the family uh, kind of laundry was aired out in public. Terry Schiavo had uh, a, a horrible accident, uh, and she was on a ventilator with no signs of life. Her husband wanted to discontinue that and, and unplug her and let her go. He said, uh, we've had this conversation before. My wife does not want to be artificially kept alive, artificially with no hope. And her parents said, you will do no such thing. That's our daughter. You will keep her alive. Miracles could happen. Things could happen. Uh, You never know. Do not unplug that. And so this went all the way up to the president of the United States weighing in on an opinion. Ultimately, I believe the husband won and uh, was able to unplug. But uh, that was a don't don't put yourself in that position. Get these things taken care of. You will be happy you did. And I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right. So this uh, last month, actually, of uh, in, in March, we have uh, all four of our kids 
were born in the month of March. So I, I call it Christmas in March, <laughs> right? With all the celebrations and the, the gifting and all of that good stuff. Uh, plus one of our dogs actually has a, a, a birthday in March. And, uh, and so we have uh, a little birthday cake for the for our pooches. <laughs> so anyway, lots of birthday celebrating in, at our household in, in the month of March. So uh, our daughter turned uh, 22, which just seems uh, almost impossible uh, on the 12th. And then, uh, and a lot of folks don't know, or if they knew, they, it just like went right over their head because this is pretty unusual. Uh, but our second child uh, ended up, uh, we were blessed with uh, healthy Thank God, literally, uh, healthy, identical triplet boys. Uh, so we had three of those little rascals at the same time. I have no idea how my wife carried them for as long as she did. Uh, I am in awe of my wife every time I think about that because <laughs> my wife is about, you know, five, uh, about, about five, two, five, three, uh, and about 112 pounds. And she carried triplets uh, for 32 full weeks. And uh, it just just amazing. Uh, they were born healthy. They were they were pretty small. They were in the NICU for about a month, uh, but we we were able to bring them home healthy and happy. And well, I won't say happy. They were you know screaming their head off like new, <laughs> newborns do, right? We were sleep deprived for about two to three months. Uh, that was rough. I'm not going to lie about that one, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't change a thing. I I joke about it. I say I have documented proof that I used to have. Super, super dark hair, and now it's uh, more salt than pepper, as they say. <laughs> and each one of my gray hairs, I blame it on Ethan Logan and Noah, and sometimes on Mallory, and then Ethan Logan and Noah. <laughs> but uh, again, wouldn't change it for a thing. The boys just turned twenty years old. That's ridiculous. It seems like they were just born, uh, you know, maybe a, a year or two ago. So time flies. My grandma warned me about that. She told me, now as a dumb college kid, I had no idea. I had no basis. I, I mean, I certainly believed her, but I just, I couldn't relate at all. But she said, honey, the older you get, the faster time uh, goes. It just feels like it's just flying by quicker and quicker every single year. And, I, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, Grandma. Okay. right. And I believed her, but I, I just I couldn't relate because summer seemed pretty long, seemed like a really long time before Christmas, you know, all that stuff. And now they're just rolling by. They're just click, 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 including the kid's, uh, the kid's birthday. So anyway, I just wanted to say happy birthday to our beautiful daughter, Mallory, and our phenomenal, identical triplet boys, Ethan, Logan, and Noah. I could not be more proud of all of my kids. Uh, I am so proud to be your dad, and I know your mom is so proud to be your mom. Uh, we just uh, we just couldn't be more happy with our family, and we love all of you with all of our heart. All right. I just, I didn't want to forget that. I wanted to acknowledge all of our kiddos. So anyway, uh, interesting thing that happened uh, recently with my firm, Senior Care Consulting. And actually, this has happened many, many times over the years, uh, but received a call from uh, just, a, just a great guy. And he said, Steve, I, I was referred to you by our financial advisor. And he said, don't do anything before talking with Steve Keeker. 
And he's like, oh, okay, sure. Okay, yeah, absolutely. We'll give him a call. He said, so I'm not exactly sure why I'm calling you, but our financial advisor said, you have to talk to Steve first. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So we had this conversation. They had chosen a particular facility for their mom. And uh, they're thinking, you know, maybe some respite care right now and then probably move in full time at some point and, uh, and told me the place. And, uh, and I said, well, this is, you know, what, what I do. I, I help families first and foremost determine what you need, exactly what you need. Uh, we researched the entire marketplace to identify our top three options regarding, you know, providers. Okay, and then we go out and we take a tour. We ask a lot of questions, gather a lot of information at all three locations. The whole process just takes a few hours of your time, which they love because they're very busy uh, professionals. And uh, uh, and then we put together a report that summarizes everything, all the questions asked, information discovered. There's a wealth of information now in your hands to help you make an informed decision. You can choose with confidence and just be really comfortable with the place that you chose. Uh, and uh, and and he goes, you know, that sounds really great. Well, we're thinking about this, you know, such and such place. And I said, well, uh, in preparing for our phone call, I took the liberty to uh, just do a little bit of homework. And I'm I'm sorry to say that this place would not have made my list. And he's like, really? Oh, well, why is that? So I shared with him that I just uh, looked up some state inspection results. This one happened less than a year ago, and this particular place was issued a J-level deficiency. Uh, Let me just say this without unpacking all of that. That's as bad as it gets. That means that someone's health and well-being and welfare, it's in immediate jeopardy. A J-level deficiency. Bad. The higher the letter, the worse it is, and that's in the top-slash-worst category. So I read this to him. This particular resident was admitted to this particular facility with a documented history of inappropriate sexual behavior towards females. The facility failed to develop interventions and healthcare services to address these specific identified needs and failed to develop corrective interventions when behaviors occurred. And then, uh, and it said that these failures, along with some other things, placed three different female residents in immediate jeopardy for injury or harm. Not good. So, this place, and look, this can happen when you're dealing with memory issues. Uh, it, it's these behaviors come out. And I think the vast majority of these men would be just mortified if they knew they were doing this. They have no control. Uh, this is severe dementia, severe Alzheimer's. It's the disease uh, talking, not not them. But the bottom line is you, this cannot happen. It cannot be allowed to occur. So I said, so, so to be fair, these things can happen anywhere at any time. It's how you respond to these issues that I'm interested in. And so I've got to strike one, two, and three here. Uh, First of all, they admitted a male resident with known history of inappropriate sexual behaviors into a place where they could not keep him segregated. There's no all-male unit here, which is what he needs. 
So they turn him loose in a community with females there. They're also confused, and they don't know what's going on either. And then guess what he does? He starts groping, inappropriate touching, et cetera, et cetera, and you can't have that. So strike two, they didn't report it to the state within 24 hours. And strike three, they did not separate him from the females. I said, so, sir, this place would never make my list with this uh, happening very, very recently. And he said, okay, when can you get started? Uh, We need to just start over and uh, work with you. So if this story caught your attention, reach out to Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800 or visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com, and we can work with you and your family to find three great options without a recent track record like that one. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.